hearts fall short I got nothing new How could I express All my gratitude I could sing these songs As I often do But every song must end So I throw up my hands and praise you again and again Cause all that I have is a hallelujah, hallelujah And I know it's not much, but I've nothing else fit for a king Except for a heart singing hallelujah I've got one response I've got just one move With my arms stretched wide I will worship you So I throw up my hands And praise you again and again Cause all that I have is a heart
praise you again and again Cause all that I have is a hallelujah Hallelujah And I know it's not much But I've nothing else fit for a king Except for a heart singing hallelujah, hallelujah. So, um, thank you so much for tuning into Devoted. Today, we are talking about Hannah. So, I'm taking a little break from, um, preaching about or teaching about um the 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 year of joseph so i'm, I'm gonna go back next week but I, I felt really uh a burden on me to talk about hannah uh and this is really for some people that need to hear this message and i know god is gonna speak to you directly he's, he's just gonna what he's showing me right now is like a, an arrow going right into the dart you know that little center like everybody want to make that little dart it's it's gonna hit so straight at you you're like yep that's for me and so i pray that you will be able to receive what god is uh gonna say so let's go into prayer father we just exalt your name we reverence you we we say you are emmanuel god with us you are all consuming one you are all powerful you are all gracious and so father we thank you for your presence even now in this place we are we exalt your name we reverence your name we exalt your name above every circumstances we exalt your name yes we lift your name high above every principality every assignment of hell every demonic entity every satanic assignment every craftiness of man that is deceitful god we reverence your name and we lift up your name high over every assignment seen and unseen assignment god we reverence you god you are mighty you are powerful you are gracious you are wonderful counselor redeemer yes you are you are our salvation prince of peace everlasting savior we exalt your name in this place adonai and so lord as we come here to learn and to get revelation and to to know and hear and even put feet to faith on what you're saying today i reverence you in this moment because we know that lord those that come before your throne with, with praises and with exaltation they do not leave empty-handed they leave with something that you've imparted upon them and so god i pray for the impartation that you want to birth out of this teaching when it comes to hannah and so i pray even now for those that are listening their listening ears are ignited with the prophetic understanding oh yes and discernment and even interpretation and understanding of what it is that you're sharing with them i even pray the lord those that are listening father will not just hear but they will be doers of your word that you share that you share with them and everything that they have that they are walking through god you are the god that is faithful to complete what it is that you start and so father we we place the burdens at your feet right now and we place the things that we 
that has been heavy we place it at your feet right now in the name of jesus this is a tabasoto this is a turning point yes we are this is a turning point yes god we receive the turning point this is a turning point in the name of jesus so father i yield myself to you in this moment let your presence be so ignified and magnified in this place let your presence your anointed flow even to those that are listening right now oh yes holy spirit touch them in the places that you want to touch them and minister to them open their visions your eye gates open their mind gates god open what it is that you need to open within them to be able to receive the word that you're, you're, you're releasing today let the let those that have ears to hear what says the Lord. So I seal this moment with the blood of Jesus. And we say, let your word go forth, Lord. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Can you feel it? Can you sense it? The King of glory is here. Oh, is it?
So, welcome back to Devoted with Bernice. We're talking about Hannah today. Um, I hope that you took time to really listen to Gratitude by Brendan Lake and let it minister to you. And I hope that you were able to count your thankfulness, your blessings, and really see all the blessings that God has literally done all throughout 2022 for you. Uh, some people, when it's, um, when it's the beginning of the year, they put together a a little bowl or a little um jar and whatever god does for them that is a blessing they write it on the paper and they put it in the in the little bowl or the little jar and then at the end of the year they go back and literally like read all of it and it's it's a good it's a good thing to do you know because sometimes you forget the little things that god did for you it could be like oh you got a a free meal when you went to chick-fil-a and you put that in your little jar and you're like, and then you read it and like, oh, wow. And it literally shows you how your level of really identifying blessings of God and celebrating them. Some people see blessings of God like big things. And some people see it as like just being able to drive to work and come back is a blessing, right? So it really shows you the the um the level of your way that you visualize you, you visualize what blessings of god is right and so i just wanted to take your bibles out and turn to first samuel so i'm just going to give you a moment to turn to first samuel All right, so you got your Bibles, your pens, your papers. All right, let's dig in. First Samuel. So the, the title of this uh, message is God Will Remember You. You Will Birth Your Samuel. That is the title of this message. God Will Remember You. So I'm going to do my best to read um, these names. <laughs> I'm going to really do my best to read these names um, in 1 Samuel 1 to 19. That's what, that's what we're going to focus on. 1 Samuel 1 to 19. So let's dig in. All right. 1 Samuel 1. Now there was a certain man of Rathayim, a Zufite of the mountains of Ephraim, and his name was Akina, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of to Tohu, the son of Zeph, an Ephraimite. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. 3. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. 
also the two sons of Eli, Hophniah and Phinehas. The priests of the Lord were, were there. And whenever the time came for Achanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. Pause. So we see here that, you know, um, this man is married to two women. I'm not going to go into depth about all of these Elihu and Zephnel and all of that. Um, he's married to two women. One of it is Penina. The other one is Hannah. And Hannah, God specifically closed her womb. For whatever reason, God did that. God knows what he's doing. He's all-knowing. His decisions are perfect. He knows why he did that. I believe that if he if he never did that, we would not be reading, reading about Hannah. We would not be re- reading about Samuel, right? There are purposes to why God doesn't allow things to happen when we want it to happen. Because... God has a purpose, a bigger purpose than we do. I mean, if if God never really closed Hannah's womb, we would not really be reading about Hannah. We would not really be knowing about who Hannah was and in depth about even her character, her relationship with God, her her tarrying in the spirit, her prayer, be, Hannah as a prayer warrior. We would never know who Hannah as a prayer warrior is. How many of you? Right now, just think about it. All even through this week or even through this month, something that calls you to be a prayer warrior. You know when when you are in need, for some reason you just mount up with wings like eagles and you have words to say to the Lord. When you are going through, you became you you become a prayer warrior overnight. You know how to Shabbat, you know how to release the words, the songs. You just know how to do it. Because you are desperate. You're desperate in that season or in that moment. And so this man is married to one woman who is giving children left and right. And the other woman who is just not giving children. But the part I love about this is that it says what? But to Hannah, he would give a double portion. For he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And, the I, you know, what God was showing me is that he can... Sometimes use your spouse to show his love for you. Sometimes God will cause you, and that's why it's important to be careful who you marry. Because sometimes who you marry, if you forfeit what God wants for you, you will marry and miss the love that God wants to show you through your spouse. You know, and so... If you marry out of God's will, out of God's principle of a man and a woman together getting married, you you lose how God can love you through your spouse. Because I truly believe that God really knows how to love us through the person that we get married to. And that's why marriage is so important. We see God in this. It wasn't a kind of that was given 
Hannah the double portion. It was God. Because he knew, God knew that, oh my. And this is the example of God would never put more on you than you can bear. Because if I kind of gave Hannah a little bit and gave double portion to Penana, she would, it would be a lot of burden on her. Not only can she not give birth, but her husband is like giving more to the person that is giving more children than she is and also even mocking her, right? And so God knew Hannah cannot handle that. And so what did God, what did God do? God allowed Akana to love Hannah so deep that his love is emanating and, and going out the love of God for Hannah. So sometimes the Lord will cause that to happen, that, oh, it's not fair that that person is getting more love. Well, do you know what God has stopped in their, in their life from happening? That he's trying to show the person that even though they were not able to have a certain thing, he's showing them his love through other means, Right? And so we see here that she gets a double portion. And that was a way for, for Hannah to have a little smile on her face, right? Because this is not just talking about, oh, she can't have kids. But even, even, even for people right, listening right now, there's something that you want. Something Everybody wants something from the Lord. Everybody's waiting for the Lord. Sometimes we don't wait patiently. Sometimes we wait angrily because of certain penanas that are mocking us or making us feel uncomfortable. You know, your penanas might not, might not be somebody physical. It might be something, something that you heard in the past something that somebody told you or your parents said about you or or even your co-worker did or something that is still speaking you know those voices that you hear in your head or those voices that you hear you know that's what i said it's good to have good company around you good people around you and as parents it's good to speak well over your kids because because some of your kids are are still hearing the things that you said negatively to them when they were kids and some of your friends who spoke things to you and that's why it's, it's good to shift your presence, to shift the circles that you're around. Because if they're not growing your seed and growing your fruit, they're killing it, right? And so Hannah was basically being taunted by Penina. It says here that um, her rival, she wasn't a, a friend. She was a rival um, who also provo- provoked her severely, not just like a little bit. This woman was on a mission. You know, there are people when you meet them and they're like just on a mission to just cause you just trauma, cause you negative emotions. You meet them and you just want to avoid them. Like, oh my gosh, it's you again. You know, there are people that you just meet and you you just, your, your emotions. It's important, especially in the end of the year. Really go through the list of people in your phone. Go through the list of people in your life. How do they make you feel? Are they are they helping you grow as a uh, as a child of God? Are they leading you toward who you who who you're called to be? Do they make you feel good? Of course, you know you don't want people who are always making you feel good, but you want people who can also uh, point out something that you're doing that's wrong in love, right? And and lead you in the right path. But you don't want people that is always draining you and, and condemning you and, and, and speaking negatively about you and just not even celebrating your success and just making you feel horrible about yourself. You know, you don't want that. That's jealousy and that's just not what you want around you, right? And so even though I, what I see what I see here is that even though uh, Penina had more kids, had all the things that she could have uh, from, you know, the husband... She was still jealous because she was taunting Hannah. I mean, 
when when you have everything that you want, everything everything that you need, you don't have time to be looking at other people. You will be enjoying what you have. But it's because Hannah has the heart of Ekinah. That's why she was bitter toward her. She was her rival because she knew, oh my, I have, you know, she knew she has uh, his kids. She, she has probably, you know, his last name. She has provisions from him. But for some reason, she cannot have his heart. She cannot have his heart. She has all the things, but she can't have his heart. Why? Because his heart belongs to Hannah. And this is what God is saying right now. You know, the, the Bible says that it rains on the just and the unjust, right? God allows things to happen on the good and the bad. God allows provisions to come for those that are in the kingdom of God and those that are not. It says in Matthew 5, 45. That you may be the children of your father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. And sends rain on the just and the unjust. So this is an example of that. Meaning that Akana gave to both of these women. He gave provisions to them. Even though one of, it, one of the women is just horrible. And one is very righteous. He still gave to both of them. But the person that has his heart is Hannah. And this Bible verse is Matthew 4, 5, 45 talks about even though God allows the sun to shine on the evil and the good and rain on the just and unjust, guess who has his heart? Those that are just, those that are good, right? Those that are righteous, those that walk as his children. Those are the ones that, he ha- that has his heart and he has their heart. And so we see an example of God in this. That Hannah was really being close to the Lord through her husband. Even though she was being mocked. And we as Christians, we get mocked by non-Christians, right? We get chastised, we get mocked, we get rocks thrown at us. We, We get looked at in ways that are just horrible. But guess what? Like Hannah, we go on our knees and we pray and we look at the things that we're getting from our Elkina, right? We look at what God is giving us. God is giving us double portions. Even though he's given provisions to everybody, he's given us double portions. What is the double portion? Your name is written in the book. In heaven, your name is in the book in heaven. You have a crown in heaven. You have a seat in heaven. That is a double portion. Your name is written in the book of life. Okay. You have a ticket, (laughs) a whole ticket. You are booked for life (laughs) to go to heaven. 
Even though he's given provisions to everybody who is good and evil, we have double portion. And our double portion is that we have a life in heaven. We have a life that we're going to go to, right? But those that don't have a life in heaven, they don't have a place to go. Well, you know, we know where they're going to go. They're going to go to hell if they don't give their life to the Lord. But we, we, we have a destination, right? When the time comes, we have a destination and we, and we are secure because we know that after all of this has passed away, there's a place that's waiting for us that God has prepared. There are many mansions in heaven that he has prepared for you and I. So that's the double portion. Even though you have Peninnas here, that might be Peninian, <laughs> if that's a word, being a Penina, Peninian all over you, mocking you, laughing at you. Remember, you have a double portion. So right now, I just want you to ask the Lord what he's telling you. Who is your Penina? Who is your Penina? What is your Penina? It doesn't have to be a person. It could be something. It could be a thing. It could be a place. It could, it could be a word. It could be a habit. It could be uh, a relationship. Right? Your Penina could be a lot of things. Some of you, all right, what the Lord is saying to me is that some of you, your Peninas are Literally, the altars that have been placed in your family. Your penina might be the generational curses that just keep coming. That you need to be a Gideon and break it. That could be your penina. And sometimes God allowed those things there. Like I said, God allowed penina to be penina. He could have, you know, look, God is mighty, okay? He is mighty. He knows how to slay. He knows. He sees. He listens. He's not blind to Penina. He, he could have immediately, the moment Penina started to, you know, yap her mouth, he could have said, you know what, Stop. enough. I'm going to open her womb right now. But God didn't do that because he was trying to do something greater. He was trying to birth out a prayer warrior in Hannah and train her character, okay, and show her about the greatness of who she is and what she's going to birth. Because honestly, if Penina never chastised or make Hannah uncomfortable, Hannah would never have prayed the way she prayed. So let's look at how Hannah is praying. Let's continue to look at what Hannah it says here, seven. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. So she wanna she went on a she she was so sorrowful she couldn't even eat. Every anybody has ever been in that position where you just like, you know, you don't even have an appetite to eat anything. Because maybe you, you got your heart broken by a guy or or you lost a job or you know, something that you were thinking was gonna happen didn't happen. So you like you just didn't have an appetite. Everybody has been there, right? You went into an a, a, a immediate fast. <laughs> Your body just wanted to fast. Like, you just didn't feel like eating. And this is really an important point here. She went to the house of the Lord. 
you know, in the house of the Lord is a place where you want to feel peace. You want to feel safe. You want to feel accepted. You want to feel um, loved. But no, this banana followed her to the house of the Lord. You know what I see here? The spirit of gossip. The spirit of gossip, division, right? The Bible says um, in... I would say, let's look at... Exodus 23, 1-2. I want you guys to open to that place. So I'm just going to give me a little, a little bit of time to open it. Alright. So, it says Exodus 23, 1-2. The Lord continued, Never spread false rumors. Don't join forces with wicked people by giving false testimony. Never follow a crowd in doing wrong. Psalms 34, 13. Keep your tongue from saying evil things and your lips from speaking deceitful things. Proverbs eleven thirteen. Whoever gossips gives away secrets, secrets, but whoever is trustworthy in spirit can keep a secret. She did not love Hannah. She was jealous. She was envious. She had one thing that she wanted. But Hannah literally had none. But she had one thing that Hannah had that she wanted. So what did she do? She gossips. She make her feel horrible. Right? And she just mocks her. The Bible says in um, Proverbs, no, Psalms 1. Psalms 1, it talks about do not let's read it psalms 1 bless is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers what was Penana doing she was walking in step with the wicked she was standing in the way that sinners take and she was gladly sitting in the company of mockers she was the head company of mockers do you know anybody in your church that is the head company of mockers that know how to just spread rumors and talk and just mock people the Lord says blessed is the one who does not do any of that so she comes to church to feel peace. But even in the church, this woman is following her. Not only in her household, but in the church, she's also mocking her in the church. Hannah has no place to feel peace. She has no place to feel peace. At home, she doesn't have peace because this penina is being a penina. She goes to um, church, the same penina. Penina is a spirit. Penina is a spirit. So I want, I want to highlight to you, whatever has been, I want you to, to really tune in to the Lord in this. If there's something that's com- continuously repeating itself, you go to work, you go to church, you go home, you go to your friends, and that, that, that same thing is happening, it's mean, it means that there's a spirit of penina 
in that day. It could be uh, somebody gossiping about you, about your, your, your appearance, or it's like, or somebody saying false things about you, okay? The, 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 the spirit of, the, the python spirit, okay, is also a type of a panina spirit. People, the python spirit can be um, through words. What people can say can ensnare you as well. So that, that, the, the Bible says that death and life is in the power of the tongue. She was speaking death, okay? She was not speaking life because, because if she was, Hannah would not be feeling sorrowful and not feeling like she, does, she doesn't want to eat. And the Bible says that, and they that love it will eat its fruit. They that love it. There's two parts to this. You can love it or the person can love it. The person that's speaking it out can love what they're saying to you because they do love it because they see how you're reacting to it and it's really eating you up. Or you can love it and take it in and make you feel horrible, right? But if you reject it, it won't have an effect on you. They can love it because it's in them. What's in them comes out. Out of the what? Abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. Out of her abundance, her mouth. Out of her, the, the abundance of her heart, of, of her penina heart, her mouth spoke. Right? And so you have the right to hear and say you don't receive it. Just because somebody's mocking you or gossiping about you, you shouldn't let that get into your space, into your spirit. Condemn that thing, rebuke it, and keep on stepping. If you need to confront the person, go to the person quietly and confront the person about it. And so you cannot love it. You don't have to love. Loving it is not saying, oh, I love that you know, you're know you saying all these things about me. No, no, no. Loving it is saying you accepting it. That's kind of loving it. Okay, that's what it means to love it. You accept it. And it says that, uh, and they that love it will eat its fruit. So when you accept it, you're going to eat the fruit of it. If it's, a, if it's good words, you're going to eat good fruit of it. You're going to feel good about yourself. You're going to feel edified, right? Like how, you know, when a prophet prophesies to you, you feel edified. You feel good afterwards. But if the person is just not uh, speaking good, and then you just leave defeated, all the time, that's not that's not good words. You you you're loving those words. You're taking it in, but instead you have to reject it because then you're gonna eat you're gonna eat the fruit of it. And so we see here that Penina was just everywhere. This woman this woman went. She was just on her tail everywhere. And so I just want to ask you what what's what what spirit? You know, remember we 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 do not fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities we fight against spirits in heavenly places right we don't fight against your flesh it's not your brother it's not your sister you're fighting ephesians 6 10 to 18 go and read that we do not fight against flesh and blood you are fighting way bigger things against principalities against powers against rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual uh evilness you are fighting spiritual wickedness in high places. You are fighting those things. So when you keep seeing those things, those same things cycle. Padina was at her home. Padina was 
probably in the field with her when she was out collecting grain, you know, at the threshing floor. Penina was at the church. Penina was everywhere in the marketplace. Penina was everywhere. This was the spirit she was dealing with. Not only the, the, the I don't think she was even dealing with, with the spirit of barrenness, honestly, because if God is in control of your womb, then if God is the one that caused that to happen, then that means that it's not a, a demon or it's not, you know, an evil thing. It's a God thing. He knows how to open it back up. But if it wasn't God, then yeah, you have an issue. But the thing is that God can reverse that issue. But you have to identify that issue. Is, is, is it the Lord that's in charge of that issue? Or is it is it the enemy? If God is in charge of that issue, then guess what? If God is one, the one that let that happen, then you are in good hands. Because he, you can pray to him and he, he knows how to turn things around for you. But if it's the enemy, then you need to go on battleground and go to warfare prayer mood, right? So you got to figure out, God, who is in charge of this issue? Is it you or is it... Is this the enemy? That's your first your first step. Okay? Then, well, the first step is first, identify the issue. Identify the spirit. Because this is a banana spirit, right? Identify what it is. Alright? And then and then and then ask the Lord, who is in charge of this? That that's when you are able to then pray. Cause this is a spirit that followed her everywhere. And I believe that some of you, what God is saying is that you had a spirit that followed you everywhere some of you might have been you know poverty some of you might be have been issues in your marriage or you know parental issues okay leadership issues you just had issues with authority everywhere you went that's that's a spirit right some of you it might it might have been a lying spirit so you know everywhere you went people lying about you people saying things about you. that's a lying spirit right so you, you got to figure out what it was all this year that you had to deal with. Some of you have been disappointment. Like everywhere you went, disappointment, disappointment, disappointment. That's a disappointing spirit. And that's a, a, maybe a delaying spirit, right? And so you have to ask the Lord, who is this? What is this Penina? What is this spirit that is following you everywhere? Okay. You got to be so sensitive in the spirit realm that you got to be able to pick up the, 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 the cycles that happen, the cycles, the, the patterns, okay? When something is continuously happening you and you see that thing over and over, you got to open your eye gates and really look like this is need, need to stop, right? Like many people who are in ministry, when they see a certain spirit that they deal with many years ago, when that spirit, when they see that spirit, like, yep, I, I know exactly what that spirit is. I've seen you. You ain't coming here. No, no, no. We, we I dealt with you that, that year. Bye-bye. Okay? You, you have to be sensitive to be able to pick up those spirits. Okay? And some of you, what God is even showing me is that um, maybe it might have been addiction. Right? Addiction to something. You just kept having that. Or generational curses. That is following you and your family around. So you got to ask the Lord. What is this Penina? That you need to really destroy. Now we don't see that Hannah destroyed Penina in the flesh. No, 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 no. no. You, don't, you don't destroy Peninas in the flesh. You destroy Peninas with your prayer. So let's see what Hannah does. Let's see. 
Alright, so it says, First um, Samuel 1, 8. Then Akana, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? Her husband was very uh, visual and very concerned about about her. In the, you know, this reminds me about, you know, uh, uh, Jacob and and uh, Rebecca and Leah. There is a, a cycle here. When you read about romantic stories in the Bible. When you read about romantic stories in the Bible, you, there was a there was a, a cycle that I see. Uh, the same way that you see how Jacob loved Rachel is the same way that you see how it kind of loves Hannah. And this is a solid thing that I, I've always seen is that when it comes to men, you cannot, how do I put this? Um, when a man loves a woman, like when his heart, when God has caused his heart to really love a woman, you can bring all type of other women and his heart will still yearn for that woman. When, it, when it's God that has placed that love in that man's heart, you feel the love of God through that man. We, we see the love of God through Jacob for, for Rachel. Even when, when Rachel couldn't, couldn't have kids, right? We see the love of God through her. We see the same love of God through Akana for Hannah. There is something unique about God orchestrating love like when you allow the lord to cause a man's heart to really love you and not manipulate or convince it is beyond words like nothing could cause a kind of to not love hannah so deeply even all that panana was doing all that panana was birthing out and 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 having it was not comparison he he didn't care about that he she could have had 50 of his kids she could have you know iron all his clothes with a little speck of iron she could have run mountains and walk trails and and do all that he wants but his heart still was for hannah his heart was still for Hannah. And Akana, in the same way that God, our heart is for him and his heart is for us. In the same way that when God doesn't give us something that we want, he looks at He looks us, at us like, hey, you know, aren't I better to you than ten sons? Aren't I better to you than a mansion? Aren't I better to you than, you know, a Tesla car? Aren't I better to you than um, you dating that guy with the six-pack? <laughs> I mean, hey, I love me some six-pack, right? But I love God more. Hallelujah. 
right? Aren't I better, better than you having $10,000 in your bank account? <laughs> now we're getting somewhere, right? Now, now we're in your, in, your, in your corner. Aren't I better to you than having a huge church or a huge property or five kids or even one child? That's what God is saying to many of you in the time of Ekana. Like God said, I've given you double portions. Yes, I am the Lord that shut your womb. I'm the Lord that stopped you from getting that. Because I'm trying to birth something in you. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to activate the anointing of a prayer warrior in you. I'm trying to activate a Samuel out of you. I'm trying to birth out something bigger than all that Penina has birthed out. I'm using Penina, the Lord says. For your good. Romans 8.28. All things. Even Penina. Works together. For your good. And so. I kind of. Like any other husband. Or any other man. Was like. Whoa. Hold up. Sis. (laughs) Well not sis. But. Listen. (laughs) I done giving you two. Portions. I done giving you my heart. What else is it? What else is it that you... Aren't I good? Like, aren't I enough? Like, why are you grieved? That's what many of you, God is saying. Like, why are you grieved? Isn't he good? Isn't he enough? Many of you say, oh, all I need is the Lord. All, all I want is the Lord. All I need is him. But that is tested when he doesn't give you what you want. When you want it. How you want it. And so what is the Lord saying to you about, aren't I better, aren't I, uh, am I not better to you than whatever it is that you've been asking the Lord for him to give you all throughout the year of 2022? Let's continue uh, dying. So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And thus, and, and she was in bitterness to soul, of soul, excuse me, and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Even the pastor was seeing it. Okay, hold on. God was talking to me about the fact that um, Penana was in the church, literally mocking Hannah. And so God want to highlight this. If you're somebody in the church, you know, I, I'm not going to talk about workplace, wherever you are outside, outside of the church, whatever you're doing there, that's you, you and God. But in the church, you cannot, you, and you know who you are. You cannot come to church and mock people. Okay. You cannot come to church and gossip about people. You gossip separates friends. You cannot come to church and 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 behave in a way of penina. Because people come to church to feel peace. People come to church to escape literally some of their issues at home. But if they, they see you, if you follow them with the spirit of gossip and the spirit of mockery, where can it go from you? So if, you, if you're somebody that gossip and mocks, 
you need to repent right now take time pause this episode and 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 repent and tell the lord you're sorry that you want to you want to repent and and if you need to go back and i pray that the holy spirit will give you images and remind you of names and people that you have mocked and gossip about in the church that you can go back and and repent and and ask for forgiveness and and hug them and make things right and if you're a leader that's listening and you gossip about your members and you gossip in the church about other leaders you need to repent too okay everybody's in the boat (laughs) nobody's out of the boat yet everybody's in the boat so you need to go and repent okay and literally really uh let go of that and ask the lord to take that spirit out of you because you don't need to be going to the church and be a um a panina no the church don't need a panina there's enough things that the church has to do with okay so let's go back to um 10 and she was really like in bitterness of soul and prayed to the lord and wept in anguish her soul was just in pain she was just in pain everywhere okay she was desperate she was just sorrowful this woman yapping in her ears it's like you know when when the enemy um you know the, the bible says that if you don't forgive god will give you over to the tormentors and there are real tormentors like if you don't forgive you there there's real torment you know fear has torment as well you will you will be tormented. Basically, Pranana was tormenting her, and imagine, uh, you know, that following her around. She will be bitter in her, so she will be anguish in her spirit. Then she made a vow and said, "O oh Lord of Hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maid servant and remember me, and not forget your and not forget your maid servant, but will give your maid servant a male child." Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. She was so bitter in her soul and so in anguish that she birthed out a bold prayer. And that's what God is saying at the end of your 2022. He's trying to birth out bold prayers. Prayers that shocks even you. Okay, you pray ridiculous prayers. You go to the throne of grace in boldness and you pray. Because all that 2022 has done, many of you, it has put anguish in you. It has put bitterness of soul in you. And you have come to your moment of 1 Samuel 1, 11, And you're like, Lord, she didn't call herself. Prophetess Hannah, Apostle Hannah, Pastor Hannah, Evangelist Hannah, Teacher Hannah. No, she said, maid servant. She humbled herself before the Lord. And that's one of the things that God was showing her is praying in humility, praying in boldness, praying in desperation, and praying in humility. She did not give herself a title. She said, maid servant. Your maid. And she kept saying over and over again, your maid servant, your maid servant. Sometimes the reason why God has not 
done what it is that you want him to do or birth out what it is that you want him to birth out is because he's trying to cause you to come to him in boldness in humility because there's, there's a, a a grace and a dance between boldness and humility i always say pray with boldness receive with humility pray in boldness receive in humility she was humble before the lord and said i'm a maid servant i am the lowest of the lowest in your sight she literally laid herself on the floor before the lord so how do you see yourself in the presence of god when you're praying concerning your penina because a maidservant is without help if they don't have a a leader right if they don't have somebody who is taking care of them or somebody who's going to help them or or lead them a master basically she was saying you are my master i'm your maidservant and she made a vow the lord was trying to push out that vow from her that dedication of that gift she said you know what why don't you just you give me the the, the child i'm going to give the child back to you baba sore batayana some of you the reason why you're not married yet is because your prayers are selfish it's selfish you want you praying to the lord i want him to have this and this and this and that and there's no peace of god in that there's no and god i want him to be able to you know love you more than he loves me that's a dangerous prayer right oh god if you're a man you and you're praying like god you want your wife to love god more than she loves you can you pray that bold prayer that's a bold prayer because they're going to pick god over you and that's what you want you want somebody who is going to pick god first put god first in everything and that's why some of you are not married some of, some of you know you are wife but you're not married to a husband yet or you are a husband and you you don't have a wife yet because your your prayers are selfish you want so and some of you the reason why you don't have those companies and businesses and even children it's not that god is angry at you or hate you no it's that you're selfish in in what you want you want it all for yourself you just want to have it but god was looking for hannah to say all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head i will give him to the lord all the days of his life he's looking for that it doesn't have to be exactly that but that it is in you he wants to open your mouth for you to say that he wants to birth that out that that revel- this is a revelation this is the, the the whole purpose of god allowing all of this to happen was for her to come to this point of saying god if you give me a child i will give him back to you that's all god was waiting for because god had a better plan cuz samuel needed needed to be given to the lord 
for him to be who Samuel is. And we're going to continue to read that. And so I want to ask you in your prayer time, how are you praying? How can you help? How can you allow the Holy Spirit to help you pray effectively? Because the Bible says that, well, the prayers of the righteous are James 5.16. The prayer of the righteous man is powerful and effective. That's the translation that I was looking for. Powerful. Is your prayer powerful and effective? Some of your prayers are powerful, but they're not effective. What is a powerful prayer? A powerful prayer is a prayer that is in line with the the anointing of God, with the purpose of God, with the uh, the divine of God, okay? That's a powerful prayer. A powerful prayer is allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and help you pray. That is a powerful prayer. Praying in tongues is a powerful prayer because you're praying the will of God. Effective prayer is a prayer where when you pray, it is, thy will be done, thy kingdom come. It is a prayer that is, 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 is interceding and interacting and colliding with the future plans of God. That is effective prayer. Effective prayer is selfless prayer. Powerful prayer can be somewhat selfish at times. But effective prayer is selfless prayer. You're praying God. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. What do you want? You're praying God. If you give me this house. If you give me this 24 bedroom mansion house. I'm going to dedicate 20 of the rooms and give it to single mothers who cannot find a place to live for free for two years until they find their, their way and get a job or, you know, have a house or an apartment. That is a powerful prayer and effective prayer. A powerful prayer and effective prayer can be, Lord, you know, if you give me a husband, I'm going to, um, Make sure that he and I walk in your divine will, your divine purpose. And I'm going to make sure that he's always seeking you first. And that you are more important to him than I am. That is a selfless prayer. Because every woman wants to be important to your husband more than anything. Right? A powerful and effective prayer is saying to God as a man... When you get married to your wife, that Lord, um, if you know, if if you if if God gives you a wife, you will. Um, I don't know. This is a, uh, this is a difficult one. So let's see. Uh, and and you you know if if God gives you a wife, you will um, do the laundry every day every for the rest of your marriage. So that she can spend more time with you in in Bible study. Now that, (laughs) that is an effective prayer and a powerful prayer. Because you're taking on responsibility so that God can draw closer to your wife. For life, that's a big prayer, right? But that is an effective and a powerful prayer. So Hannah here was like, God, if you give me a son, I will give him back to you. Not just that, but guess what? That child will not have a razor 
on his head for all the days of his life. So how can you pray about this issue in your life that is a burden on you? It's, it's, it's giving you bitterness in soul of soul. It's giving you anguish. And I'm not saying go around making huge vows that you can't. No, this vow came out of her spirit. This vow came out of her soul. Like, you know, when you are praying and you go into like, uh, you know, you're, you're tarrying in the spirit. Like you saying things, you, you're like, what? I, I didn't even know I could say that. You know, when your tongues change in prayer, that is what I'm talking about. Like she went, she just was, she went in. And it came out. And I, I probably, you know, I probably think she was like, ooh, I, I can't believe I just said that. Because it was already in her. It was already in her. But she needed to get to that portion and that place and that space and that atmosphere to birth that word out. In season. In season. So Penina was there to help birth that word out. Before she can birth a child. There was a birthing before a birthing. Your words are birthing before you birth. So the reason why you you don't see the birthing. Is because your words are not powerful and effective. And it's not birthing. So you should be happy that you have a penina. But that penina is not going to stay in your life forever. It has to stop somewhere. And it has not left. Because you have not gotten to that place of effective and powerful prayer yet. So you got to ask the Lord right now, how can you pray effectively and powerfully concerning your current issue? And I'm going to play this song and we're going to come back. All right. And finish this. We're going to finish uh, 12 to 19. Okay.
greatness is inside of you. Don't abort it, don't kill it, it's inside of you. Don't forfeit it, it's inside, it's inside of you. Don't give it up, it's inside of you. This process is necessary, Mary. This process is necessary, man. It's inside of you. It's inside of you. That story, it's inside of you. That book, it's inside of you. That song, it's inside of you. That child, it's inside of you. So that was Mary, Mary Did You Know by Chandler Moore, Marvick City. All right, so we're back. She was praying in faith. She was like, even before this child is born, I'm going to do this, Lord, if you give it to me. And I'm not saying that go around making ridiculous vows that you know it's not spirit-led. This was a spirit-led vow because this was a divine um, appointment with God. This was something, without this vow... Samuel would not be Samuel. So this was needed. This was uh, set in stone. This was a Rama moment. This was divine. She was supposed to say this. But God needed to bring it out of her. He, he had to squeeze it out of her. Okay. So some of you, the reason why you're going through so much anguish is because God, God is going to... <laughs> God is trying to birth it out of you he's trying to squeeze it out of you so it's not that he hates you no sometimes even for me sometimes when friends will ask me to be a bridesmaid post-covid i was like oh not another bridesmaids i mean i love the bridesmaid dresses and the shoes and all of that but i was like oh gosh when is it gonna be my turn right and i know it's gonna be my turn but there's a reason why God is allowing me to wait, right? And sometimes, you know, even like, if, even for you, it could be something about 
you know, your ministry or your, your, your church or your job or your children, right? Like you're just waiting for something like, oh God, when is this going to happen? Right? And you just keep waiting because God is trying to squeeze something out of you. Like Jacob, Jacob waited for Rachel for a long time. He had to work a long time. And I always say that the reason is because God was trying to squeeze honesty out of him and humility and also uh, patience. Because Jacob, he, you know, as we know, he wanted what he wanted and when he wanted it. And he could deceive and make it happen. But God was like, no, I want to teach you how to patiently wait for something. So you got to ask the Lord, what is he using in this moment to teach you? You'll be waiting for something. It might not be, you know, what I said. Uh, it might be something bigger or something smaller. I don't know. You know, God knows. He's talking to you right now and you know it. Ask him, God, what are you, what are you trying to squeeze out of me? Help me. Help me help you. <laughs> no, but you know, what I'm saying is help. Ask the Lord, help me help me. <laughs> right? Pray in the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you pray. And he will, you will target it. You'll be so effective in, in your prayer and powerful at the same time. You will say things you're like, wow, okay. I believe that this was a prophetic prayer. This was a prophetic prayer. Hannah prayed prophetically. And guess what? Samuel is a prophet. All the Penina children were no prophet. I don't see no prophet from Penina. Do you? No. Because <laughs> what God is trying to break out of you and birth out of you is bigger than you. Samuel is the one that went to anoint David, who's going to be the next king when Saul is taken out of place. So who, who, what God is birthing out of you is bigger than you and me. Samuel was bigger than all of us. Samuel is a prophet whose word never fell to the ground. Do you know what that means? It means that when Samuel spoke, God made sure what he said happened. You, you don't want to mess with that type of prophet. <laughs> you don't. Because when that type of prophet opened their mouth, they know their, their words have weight. Okay, there are prophets that know when I speak this, it's going to happen. There have been some prophets that when they think about it, sometimes it happens. Just thinking about it. So they have to be very careful. Those are the prophets that you got to be careful about. Because, you know, when a prophet says, if I be a prophet <laughs> of the Lord, you don't, don't say nothing. Just, just be like, yep. Because they know for sure they've, they've heard the Lord. Samuel was one of the prophets where his word, every word, never fell down to the ground. God made sure it happened. So God was trying to birth out a prophet like that. And the words that his mother poured out of her, out of her mouth never fell to the ground either. She obeyed that word. She did her part. So let's see how, how that happened. Twelve. 1 Samuel 12. I mean, 1 Samuel 1 to 12. Well, you can, you can look at 1 Samuel 12 too if you want. If there is a 1 Samuel 12. Yep, there, uh, yep, there is a 1 Samuel 12. Oh, 1 Samuel 12 is when Samuel addresses Saul. Alright, so 1 Samuel 1 12. It says here. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli watched her mouth. So Eli is the priest at the, you know, 
at the uh, doorpost of the tab- tabernacle of the Lord. And we know that Eli had two sons. And e- Eli's children were just ridiculous. They were very, they were like dabbling in the, 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 the things in the, in the, in the church. They were misusing it. They were literally disrespecting the sacrifices in the church. Anyway, and so here come Eli. Eli was like, now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her, only, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. Pause. So, Eli thought she was drunk. So, it could be that during that time, people who, were, who drank would come to the church to repent. Maybe. Um, I don't know why somebody would want to be drunk and go to church. Because that's a little extreme, right? But it, it might have been something that was, um, that was normal or that, that they saw that those priests were um, able to see on a daily basis or were, you know, encountered during that time. So um, he was like, um, so Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. Right. So he, he, he basically chastised her like, hey, you know respect the house of the lord why how, how are you gonna why are you getting drunk here right so I, it doesn't say in the word of god that drunk people who are drunk came to the church but from what we're reading it could be that some people might have come to church to repent or to the tabernacle to repent because they they did drunk they had some little you know drink and they found themselves drunk over time they're like oh oh no i need to go and repent or something so i don't know but that's what i, I i'm you know, concluding that it could be, it could not, but I'm just saying how, why would he think that she's drunk? It could be that she was not drunk or she, she was just praying like she was. And remember that Eli was a little, um, low in discernment during this time, right? God was speaking, but Eli was blind. Eli was not really, uh, discerning well. His discernment was a little off. So I don't know why the priest could not discern that oh wait this woman is not drunk she's really like praying and even pray with her right but immediately his discern his discernment was just out of whack and he was like why are you drinking why are you drunk right and so what is god saying with this that as priest of the house of the lord be discerning ask for wisdom ask for discernment ask god give me discernment so that anybody that walks in i don't Look, oh my God, Lord, I love you. I love your word. I love your word. He just paired it up for me right now. So God is saying right now, remember when Eli was like, why are you drunk? You know, he looked at her appearance and thought she was drunk. Remember remember, remember in the word of God, when Samuel went to Jesse's house to anoint the, the children and God told Samuel, do not anoint this one because he, is, he has rejected him. Because Samuel looked at the appearance. God says, God says, man looks at the appearance, but God looks at the heart. The same here. Eli was looking at the appearance of Hannah, not her heart. Because if Eli really was able to discern Hannah's heart, he would not have judged wrongfully. And the same moment we see with Samuel at Jesse's house looking at 
David's kids and, and I mean, uh, Jesse's kids and almost anointing the wrong child, right? But actually it was David that God wanted to anoint. And that same teaching moment is visualized here while this woman is praying about her own child. Isn't that brilliant? Don't you just love how God connects his word, right? And his moments, like, God could have said, remember when your mom was pr uh, praying for you? I, you know, Eli came and Eli judged her that she was drunk, but she was actually praying for you. The same here. I don't look at the appearance, what I'm seeing with my naked eye. I look in my with my spiritual eye and I see the heart, not the physical appearance or the physical situation. But he didn't say that. He just said, you know, man looks at the heart. I mean, man looks at the appearance, but God, he looks at the heart, right? So, uh, so I want us to just take this moment to just ask the Lord, who are your Eli's? Who's your Eli right now in your life concerning your situation? And are they watching you, discerning you well?
So you've asked God who your Eli is. Now Eli is pivotal because even though Eli was um, judging, also he was really wrongfully judging. She, this, you know, Hannah was just judged everywhere. She was judged by the priest. She was judged by Penina. Only her husband that didn't judge her, right? And God was not judging her either. But uh, the person that's gonna be taking care of. Basically, the person that she's going to release her child to through her vow is a person that's wrongfully like looking at her and judging her. So if if you've identified your Eli, remember that you your Eli is important to your vows or to your prayers that you've prayed to the Lord. Uh, because Eli is going to, as we see here, Eli is going to raise Samuel. He's, he's basically going to train Samuel to be the prophet of the Lord. And so what the best thing you can do is you, you can pray for your Eli's, all right? Some of you, um, your Eli is your pastor, your, your leader. Your, your Samuel is the ministry, the ministry that you're going to birth through, through the leadership of your pastor. Or, or even, you know, um, your pastor may be the one to, to ordain you or uh, help you and your husband get married. Or if you're a man, help you and your wife get married. And your pastor is going to be the one that is going to counsel your marriage and, and even Christ, uh, how, how, do, how do I put it? Um, baby shower your kids, right? Um, blessings, do, do the Christian blessings over your kids. So, so you don't discard your Eli. You pray for your Eli to be able to be later on be, be better at discerning, right? Because your Eli will have to tell your Samuel, when you hear the voice again, I want you to say, here I am. Lord speak, your servant is listening. So you got to pray for your Eli to be able to have a better discernment. Okay, don't gossip about your Eli because you don't want to be a parina, right? You are Hannah. Hannah's pray. Hannah's don't gossip, right? So let's see how Hannah addresses Eli with, um, with love, of course. Let's see. 14, 1 Samuel 1, 14. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord pause hannah said no my lord see hannah did hannah did not backlash and be like you know what i don't want to talk to you today i'm i'm anguished i'm um you know i'm i'm in sorrowful hannah did not lash out at eli 
Hannah did not disrespect Eli, even though Hannah knew that Eli was wrong in how he was judging her by basically telling her that she was doing something that she wasn't, right? She still called him my Lord. She still gave him respect. So what does it say? That even if you, your Eli is uh, mis misjudging you or treating you or not being discerning, you still have to give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. You still have to give your that, that Eli, that leader, respect, right? She said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. So she's saying she's she's held this dinner in her for so long. And she finally, she said, out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. Until now. She has held it in. You know when somebody, you know when you want to tell somebody how they made you feel? And you just keep holding it in. You just keep holding it in. And that moment coming, you just lash it out. She told she told God she told God everything she wanted to say. She let it loose. She was honest. And that is the third point. Honesty. You gotta come to the Lord in boldness, in humility, and in honesty. Honesty. Not performance. Not not being theater performance no he wants you to be sorrowful he wants you to weep he wants you to cry he wants you to shout he wants you to scream he wants you to be you know angry and all of that you know it's okay to be angry but do not sin right he wants you to do what he wants you to do jesus wept it's okay to weep too he wept in a, in a garden jesus didn't walk around the garden like oh this is gonna be a great new assignment I am so looking forward to this. This is wonderful. No, that's fake. <laughs> Jesus was not fake in the garden. He was weeping. Okay? He was praying so much. His sweat was blood. His sweat was even ministering to the Lord how he felt. He let his sweat tell the Lord what anguish he was in. Okay? So you can weep. It's okay. Tell the Lord how you feel. He wants to hear it. Jesus did. His sweat was telling the Lord how he felt. Let your body, let your spirit, let your soul, let your mind tell the Lord how he can take it. If he can take sweat, turn it into blood. Trust me. I, I've never met anybody who has sweat blood ever. Only a, a, only person I've heard about who has sweat blood, who had who had a blood that was sweat. That I mean, that, that sweat that was blood was Jesus. So... You have a you have a high high level to meet, okay? So you you can you can release everything you want to release to him, okay? There are moments where God had has had me be very honest, and my tongues would have my tongues would change, literally, and I I could I knew I was in anguish of soul. I I knew I was praying from my heart to heart, breast to breast with the Lord at that moment. And that's what he's looking for. That breast-to-breast -breast moment of, I'm not going to pretend anymore. Because God doesn't want you to pretend. 
He want you to be you. He want you to have a relationship. Relationship with God is not just, oh, goody. Everything is goody and great. No. He wants you to be you, to come to him. You know how we have friends? We tell the friends how we want to, you know, when you have friends for many years, wait, when you when you do something, you don't wait. You tell them, like, look, yesterday what you did, you don't even wait for yesterday. You, you tell them right there, what you did right here, I don't like it. You, you let them know. But when you have friends that are, you know, new and you don't really know them for many years or many months, you, you're a little, you know, hesitant to, to say certain things because you, you are, you're just getting to know them, right? You're trying to figure out if this is who they are or just having a moment, right? But a friend that you really know, if they do something wrong, you're like, whoa, I paid for your meal last time. Why don't you pay for mine? You let it you you let it down on the table. You say how how you feel because you know that friend knows you and you know them. So that's what God wants. He don't want you to be like a fake friend or like a friend that you just met. He he doesn't want you to hide your feelings, your true feelings. No, you have known him for years. How many how many years have you been walking with the Lord? Some of you twenty years. And you've been acting like you just knew him one month. With your prayer and with how you feel. Tell him. Hannah did. Hannah did. She said what? I have spoken until now. 17. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace. And the, and the God of Israel grant you your petition, which you have asked of him. And then he finally agreed with him. Agree, agree with her in prayer. He finally prays with her. He finally agreed because, you know, the Bible says that wherever two or three are, got, are gathered in his name, he's there. And if two agree, right, in prayer. So he agreed with her. He agreed and he said, you know what? She explained, she explained herself to him. She didn't go off on him. She explained it to him. And this is an example of the importance of, of communication. If somebody is misjudging you, just communicate like no 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 see that the different the difference between penina and eli is that penina has a spirit you cannot negotiate with the spirit no you can't you cast that thing out in jesus name you can't you can't reason with the spirit but you can reason with with a godly person okay eli was a godly man who was just low in discernment that was it he didn't have a spirit. He just was very low in discernment. He needed to pray for more discernment. And with communication, the misunderstanding or misjudgment was resolved. And Eli was like, oh, okay, let me just, you know, bless you in, in, your, in your prayer. Right? And so you can't reason with the spirit, but you can reason with somebody with a godly mindset. Okay? Uh, and so what we see here is that also your, your Eli is, is, is pivotal to your prayer life, your prayer walk, right? And so it's important how you handle your Eli. Even if your Eli is, is uh, a little off or a little unreasonable, right? You got to be able to know how to, to handle your Eli with respect and with dignity and with, with commonality, okay? Because Eli has to pray for you, has to agree with you because Eli has authority even though He's a man who is low in, in, in discernment. He's still a priest in the house of the Lord. And we know that a priest has power, that God has given them authority, right? 
has given he has given them authority so they can they, they can speak a thing and they can agree and and and, and god can hear them 18 and she said let your maidservant find favor in your sight so the woman went her way and ate and her face was no longer sad i love this part because hannah was still calling herself maidservant she was calling herself maidservant throughout her whole prior time at the tabernacle and after she let it all out and then she went her way she ate and her face was no longer sad and that is what prayer does that's what true prayer does sometimes you don't have peace you don't have a, a happy soul and a happy heart and a happy mind after you pray because you're you're performing you're not praying from your inner self you're not praying in honesty when you finally let i mean think about this when you want to tell somebody how you feel and you be fake in front of them you don't feel good you still feel that unpleasantness but when you finally let it out oh you sleep like a baby right and that's what god want to do he want you to sleep like a baby in 2023 so this december you gotta let it out pray it out pray it out my whole message has been like redirected so um let's see so it says here she goes out and she sleep and she, and she she has no no more sadness in her face you feel relief after you pray like when you really pray there are times when i really really pray and i'm like just going at it and i'm letting god hear me and hear everything when i'm done Ooh, I feel a release, okay? A release. So I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you're having issues in your marriage, you and your husband are having issues, you know, as a wife, so, uh, and, and you, okay, all right, Lord. And you're somebody who you just, you, you, you just speak, and then later on you, you regret what you said. It's very important to tell your husband to give you space for a minute and go to your prayer closet or wherever you have prayer. If you, if, you, if you need to go to the car and just tell the Lord how you feel. Like, like, pretend your husband is standing right in front of you and just say it to the Lord instead of your husband because that can really help you um, release some of the stress and some of the anger and anguish that you have and really save your marriage because in marriage, you cannot take back what you say right in marriage you can't really because when you release it it's hard words hurt more in marriage than anything so you got to be careful so instead of you know saying it in front of your husband or maybe if you are a man in front of your wife go somewhere and just tell the lord how you feel like oh my gosh i can't believe he did this blah 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 did you see that lord right let it out <laughs> Let it out to the Lord. And then you go back with no more sadness in your face. You go and eat and let the Lord handle it. And then ask the Lord how to talk to your, your spouse about that issue in a more gracious way. Like how we see Eli and Hannah 
exchange words, right? So I, you know, in, Eli and Hannah were not married, but I'm saying like this could have gone a different way, right? They could have Hannah could have went off on him because <laughs> she was already like sorrowful, so she could have been like you know what. She could have gone off on him, but she did not. She still remained her composure. She still remained humble and and respectful. So we can learn that from from Hannah. 19, my favorite part. Then they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Akina knew Hannah, his wife. And the Lord remembered her. Her husband made love to her. And the Lord remembered her. She became pregnant. Yes. She went through a process. A process. She went through a process. This whole First Samuel 1 to um, 18 was faith. And then First Samuel 1 19 was her doing her part. Faith without works is dead. 19 is First Samuel 1 19 is work. She had to go have sex with her husband to see a baby happen. She didn't just go home and just sit down in her little, you know, chair and just keep rocking up and down, just waiting for the Lord to just drop a miracle in her lap. Oh, somebody's just going to come and just give you a Samuel. No, no, no. She had to go and do something. She had to, you know, know her husband intimately. So what? You, you know, you might be somebody who... Might be at your panana season of early Hannah. You might be just having pananas everywhere, just mocking you in the church, in the house, on the street, in the work, everywhere you turn your face, there is panana. And what God is saying to you is recognize your panana and turn to Him, like Hannah did. Don't we, we never see Penina lashing out, out at, I mean, we, we never see Hannah lashing out at Penina. We, I never see Hannah exchanging words with Penina in this passage. The only person she exchanged words with was her husband and Eli. That's it. She kept her mouth to righteous people. She did not waste her breath on her Penina. So what God is saying is, well, and also she, she prayed to God. What God is telling you is, don't waste your breath on your penina. See what they are doing. Recognize your penina. What is this spirit? You're not fighting flesh and blood. There's a spirit there. Focus on God. Talk to your Elias. Talk to your uh, your husband or, you know, whoever is your husband in this. It, you know, it might not be an actual husband, but the person that you need to birth out a Samuel with, right? Maybe your business partner, okay? Or your co-pastors, I don't know. Or your, your co- um, or your, you know, your leaders, whatever it is. God will show you who your, your, your uh, kind of is. But 
we see here that Han Hannah did not waste her breath on Penina. She allowed Penina to do all that she did. Because she, she knew she could not reason with the demon. And that's what God is saying. You can't reason with the demon. Okay? But guess what? You can shut that demon down. Right? By praying. And letting God do what he knows how to do best. Turn things around for your good. Or you can, you can be a, a Hannah having a conversation with your Akana. Elkina. And, you know... Or you could be your, your Hannah having a conversation, a conversation with God, and God is saying, you know, Hannah, having, aren't I better than you know ten sons? Like, I, you know, you have my heart. I have your heart. You have my heart. Aren't I better than that? Aren't I better than whatever ten sons you 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 you're asking the Lord for? Right. So you could be in that position of you're talking to your Akana and you're talking about. You know, and your, you know, your husband is saying, oh, aren't I better than, you know, this amount of, aren't I better than this car, or this, you know, house, or this position, or this, this, you know, whatever it is, aren't, aren't I better than that? And look at what Hannah did, right? Hannah, Hannah ministered with her husband. Hannah talked to her husband, right? Hannah um, did not just, um, Hannah did not, Hannah did not just, you know, um, respond in a bitter way or anything. She just, she was like, you know what, this this man doesn't get it. I'm gonna go and pray to the person that gets it, and that's God, right? Um, yes, you know Hannah loves Akana, and Akana loves Hannah so much, but Hannah wanted more. Hannah's like, there's more. I want to give you a child. I want more of this. I want more. I want. I want to. A, a, a generation i want to leave a, a legacy with you right hannah wanted more hannah had a vision that akana wasn't really seeing right hannah had a bigger vision for her, her marriage than akana was seeing akana was you know was good with what they had akana was gonna settle she's like okay let, let, let's just settle but hannah said no there is no settling in this marriage so you have to come to that position of saying are you settling is you know or are you seeing the vision that God has for you as a Hannah of a Samuel? And what are you doing? Are you going into prayer? Are you, are you letting how you feel help you pray? Because sometimes how you feel is, a, is, is, is important when you pray. Because that can help push you into the level that you need to pray. Right? And so Hannah, you could be Hannah in, in front of God praying about to make a vow to the Lord, right? And that could be your position right now in the season that you are in, that you are before the Lord with sorrowful of heart in anguish, praying to God about your issues. And let me tell you this, God is always listening to you. He's always, his ears is always toward those that pray. His ears are open. Are open to the righteous. It says in Psalms 34, 15. The, ear, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are attentive to their cry. So God was listening to Hannah. And God is listening to you as well. 
and maybe you're 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 somebody that made a vow already okay and you already encountered your eli moment and remember with eli moment you gotta be respectful of course uh and humble and 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 communicate so that you guys come into an agreement oh you know so that the the misunderstanding is resolved right and so you're just in that moment of prayer as a as a hannah you're letting it out you letting god have it you letting him know how you feel you thought 2022 was going to be this way or that way or this way or that way you thought this is how and you might you might have even heard him tell you this is how it's gonna happen. I remember sometimes the reason why you don't have something is because you're not ready. Sometimes you don't you're not ready. Or maybe you were you were on the right path, then you shifted on the wrong path. And God is a God that loves you so much that he will not give you something that will hinder you or something that that will cause harm more harm on you because you're on the wrong path right and so he needed to wait a little bit so that you're on the right path so that he can give it to you so that it doesn't overtake you or you don't destroy it right because he's not trying to just bring another child to the earth or an, another Samuel to the earth. He try, or an, 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 another baby to the earth. He's trying to bring a Samuel to the earth. A Samuel. Alright. So, or you could be Hannah that you've prayed. You've, you've laid it out. All through 2022, you just laid it out. You did everything. You identified your penina. You dealt with it. You knew how to be, uh, you know... Um, righteous in front of your paninas you know you went you, you had your moment with your arcana you 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 went to the pre, you, you went to prayer you let it out you you dealt with your eli and then your eli blessed you and now you got to know your husband <laughs> you got to know your husband you got to put fate feet to fate you gotta put feet to fate, right? You gotta apply for that school. You gotta apply for that loan or that grant, right? You gotta apply for that house or that property, right? You gotta apply for that business. You gotta apply for a marriage certificate with you, or you guys have to get out of shocking and actually go and get married in the court right you gotta you know put money aside for that college tuition for your child or you just have to be like hannah get to know your husband if you're a wife or if you're you know a husband get to know your wife and god is going to provide a baby right because you've already done everything that hannah did this is a, a recipe for answer prayer. Hannah did not just fold her arms and twiddle her hair. No. She put a, a bonnet on and she went to work. So you, whatever work God is telling you to do, 
Go do it. And believe in faith that is already done. Okay, believe in faith that God... And, and she went, she had no sadness in her face. She ate, she slept good. Because when you let it out and let the Lord know how you feel, you sleep good. So if you have not eaten, eat. Unless you're fasting for, you know, unless God has put you on a fast, then yeah, do your fast. But you prayed, stop worrying, go eat. Okay? And start applying, start putting things together, stop, start writing a book, start putting, you know, write the vision down, make it plain, start doing that. Whatever it is, okay? And if you're a woman, start, start buying some baby clothes. Okay, in, ex- in, in expectation. Okay, because we see here in 1 Samuel 1, 20. So it came to pass in a process of time that Hannah conceived and bore, bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked for him from the Lord. And she literally gave the child to Eli. If you look at it, you know, 1 Samuel 1, 21 to 28. You can go back and read that. So she did. She obeyed her vow. So it says what? In a process. So it's a process. Things things in the kingdom does not just show up boom like that. No. Like I said in the beginning, even though you're not doing it now, the moment God gave you that idea, he was cultivating it in your spirit. Because before something happens in the natural, it has happened in the spirit. You think you just started writing that book just because? No, that book has been in you for a long time. The moment God told you to, to write a book about the tabernacle of the glory of God many years ago, that was when that book started inside of you. And then... Two years later or five years later, you get on the computer and you just write a whole chapter. Where do you think that chapter came from? All that two years, all that five years. Your, your spirit man was picking up things about glory, about tabernacle, about sacrifice, about prayer, about moments, about presence. That's what your spirit man was. You were writing the book with your experiences before you started to write the book. Do you see what I'm saying? So, ask the Lord, what is your Samuel? Some of you, you already know what your Samuel is. <laughs> you know what Ruth's Samuel was? Boaz. Ruth's Samuel is Boaz. You know what Esther's Samuel is? Esther's Samuel was not her husband. No, her husband was like an Eli to where she was going to go. Esther's Samuel was freeing freeing. Her, her her people that is her is her Samuel you know what Ab, uh, Abraham Samuel was Abraham Samuel was not really Isaac Abraham Samuel is you and I because it's bigger than Isaac it's bigger you and I and all the other generations that are coming after that is Abraham Samuel do you know do you know what 
Rahab Samuel is. Rahab Samuel is uh, freeing her family. Because guess who is in Rahab's lineage? Boaz. Rahab gave birth to Boaz. Because it says here in 1 Samuel 1, uh, 13. Excuse me, 1 Samuel 4, 13. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. Wait, hold on. Oh, yes. So Boaz, um, Rahab is Boaz's um, mother. Okay. And Boaz begot Obed. And Obed begot Jesse. And Jesse begot David. So... Rahab's Samuel is Boaz because without Boaz, David would not be would not be born. Who uh, Nehemiah Samuel was? Nehemiah Samuel was not given up the cup as a as a cup bearer. Nehemiah Samuel was building a wall. That was his Samuel. It wasn't his position. It wasn't the cup. It was building a wall. Do you know what Jesus' Samuel is? Jesus' Samuel is you and I being free. Jesus' Samuel is him coming back and getting us. Jesus' Samuel is seeing us, our name in the book of life. That is is his Samuel. He had to birth his purpose on earth for us to be free. You know what God's Samuel is? Everything. Everything that he does is perfect like Samuel, is divine like Samuel. So you are divine like Samuel. So I want you to ask yourself, what is your Samuel? Ask God, Lord, what is my Samuel? Some of you, he will say you are your Samuel. You might not know it yet, but you are your Samuel. You are the change agent. In this nation, in this century, in this moment, in this era, in this decade. You are the Samuel that the world has been waiting for. Do not be prideful about it. Be humble. Because you need humility to carry that weight on your life. So ask the Lord. Have a moment with Him. Take time to pray, to release it all to him. Let him let him have it. This is the day that you can do it. This is the moment, this is the week. There's two weeks left of, of 2022. Is the time for you to be that Hannah 
and pray for your 2023 where your Samuel is going to be birthed. Because guess what? God remembered her. And God remembered you. And God is remembering you. I hope that you were blessed by the message today. I prophetically preached. I knew where God was taking me. I honestly don't remember everything I said. So I'm going to go back and listen. And I hope that you go back and really listen. And also read the read, read 1 Samuel 1. Just read it all. And, and let God speak to you. Because this is a message that he literally confirmed it again. Uh, on Sunday. And I'm like okay God. He talked to me about this message. Uh, you know this verse. This Bible passage. Uh, two weeks ago. And I, I made the, you know, the, the, uh, the Bible verse. I wrote it down in the title, but he didn't give me every detail, like how I just laid it out right now. Because he, he was talking and I was just seeing what he's saying. All the things that I said, he literally just gave it to me right now. And I know this is from the Lord. This is from the table of the Lord to you. That he wants you to come to him like a Hannah in these last two weeks. Because he's trying to birth out uh, a Samuel. There are birthing pains that you've gone through. And this is the time for you to become, be, um, for you to conceive your Samuel. So that you can birth your Samuel out in 2023. You felt the birth and pains. You felt all of that. And God says it's all part of it. It's all part of it. You've, you've heard the negative words. You know, you've heard the, 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 the unpleasant things. You know, you've, you've heard the enemy speak false things about you. And you've not agreed to it. You never, you never agreed to the enemy. Because when God is in charge of it, he can always turn the tables around. And we see God did. He was the one that was in charge. Remember, if God is the one that's making it happen, he can make it unhappen. Okay? He knows how to do that when it's time. Through the process. Right? And so, Lord, we just thank you for this moment. For your presence here. For your, your love. That sometimes the things that you do out of love for us, we don't really grasp it completely until later on. You know, we understand our life backwards. And so I just pray, whoever is in your Hannah season of First Samuel 1, um, that wherever they are in this story, I just pray for strength. Yeah, strength. Uh, to increase within them strength in their minds, strength in your heart, strength in your soul, strength in your walk, God, strength in your prayer time, strength in their emotions, Father, strength in your ear gates, God, and what they see and what they feel. I just pray for strength that would just increase within them, divine strength, Lord. And I ask you that, Lord, you will send ministering angels to minister to them in this moment because they need encouragement. They need someone to, 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 to see the vision that you've given them, to, 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 to have that burden that, you have, that you've given them to help them birth out that prayer 
that powerful prayer, that effective prayer that will birth out a Samuel in their life. I pray for their Akainas that they will be able to um, uh, see their heart and, and, and be discerning in how to love them through you, God. Uh, that they will yield their heart to you so that you, you they will be able to know how to love them like how you love the you love Hannah through Akina. And I even pray that Lord you will uh minister to Hannah during her prayer time, Father, that she that the Hannahs will be able to 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 birth out prayer, ridiculous prayer, Baba Tore Basata, miraculous prayers, God Prayers that shake the earth. Prayers that even like Ezekiel type of prayer that you told Ezekiel to, to, to speak to the bones to, to, and that the bones met with each bone and, and the skin uh, came on the bone. God, you, you, you told him prophesy to these bones. And so, Father, I even pray that Lord, that 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 these Hannahs will be able to pray prophetically. Yes, they will be able to pray prophetically in the in the areas of barrenness, in the areas that that look distasteful and disastrous, in the prayers, uh, in the places that just looks on on, on revival things that things that just don't look like it can turn around. But God, you are the one that it is in charge, and so there is nothing that is impossible for you to do. And so, Father, I pray for a, 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 an increase in your prayer realm. That they will be able to be shifted in the next level in your prayer realm. That even your tongues will change, yes. That even your vision will change in the name of Jesus. That they will be able to release it. And they will leave God with no more sadness. But, Father, they will be able to eat and feel good. I pray that, Lord, as they encounter prayer that they will be humble before you god they will feel your your, your presence among them yes they will feel that the humility in your heart god that they will come to you boldly but with humility as well humble yourself before the lord and he will lift you up and so father i pray for humility to fall on your people right now let a spirit of humility just grace them right now that they be set let the fruit of meekness and humility come upon them right now every prideful spirit every prideful Panina spirit, we command it to shut down now. In the name of Jesus, we muzzle every Panina spirit. Every voice of Panina, we muzzle it now. In the name of Jesus. And we shut it down. Oh God, I pray that Lord let the hand of voice, God, let the hand of voice be higher than Penana voice in your sight. I pray the Lord let the Hana voice be louder, God, in your presence than Penana voice. I pray the Lord the 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 ears, the the Hannah that are listening right now, their ear gates will not yield to to Penina's, but Father, they will yield to you. I pray that Lord they will. Yield to even Eli's that when Eli encouraged Hannah, I pray, Father, that the Hannah ear gates God will tune out Penina voice, Father. And I pray the Lord they will use that anguish and that sadness that they have felt in the presence of Peninas as a way to pray deeper, Father, with desperation. 
That as they pray in desperation, you are the God that sees and hears. Your ears are open to the righteous. And your eyes, God, see them. And so, Father, I pray as they weep before you and, and pray with humility as your servant, the master. You are the master of everything. That you will help them conceive the words they need to pray out. Holy Ghost, you are a paraclete. You are a comforter. You are a teacher. You are a helper. So I ask you to help them to master up the words that God has placed in them even before the beginning of time. To be able to release that word, that word of prophetic prayer, to release it so that Samuel, that God has in their life, will be birthed, will be conceived and birthed. God, I pray for the Eli's that are in their lives. The Eli's will, will have discernment, will have righteous discernment and righteous conviction. I pray that, Lord, you open their eyes and that even as they communicate with their Eli's, I pray for peace and I pray for understanding and I pray for blessings that Eli will be able to release that blessing that he gave uh, Hannah to these Hannah's God, whoever the Eli's are. And I pray the Lord, let these Hannah's not lash out at their Eli's. But let the Hannah's understand where their Eli's are coming from. Let them respond with, with, with respect and, 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 and with, with grace and, and with meekness, God. I pray for understanding between them. And I ask you, Father, that as Hannah and her husband knew each other, I ask you, the Lord, let that knowing happen for these Hannahs. Wherever their knowings are, whatever application, whatever manuscript, whatever grant, whatever properties, whatever it is that they have to do in the natural to see what it is that they have released in the, in the, in the prophetic and in the spirit realm happen. I ask you, the Lord, you will give them a, 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 a moment and a time and even a burden to do it. And just as you were in the midst of them while they were praying, God, you are in the midst of them while they are doing what they have to do on their end in the physical. And so I sealed all of this in the blood of Jesus. And when the Samuels are birthed, God, they will be truthful in doing their part. They will be truthful, Lord, in doing their part in what you have said and what they have released to you. Because you always do your part, God. You never stop doing your part. You always do your part. So I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Messiah, Emmanuel, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Savior, the joy of the world, the hope of the world, the hope for the future, your precious son, your Samuel, your amazing son, Lord, we thank you. And so we seal this with the blood of Jesus Christ. 
we receive what you have for us for these two weeks of 2022. And we are all walking in 2023 pregnant with our Samuels. Pregnant with our Samuels because you are the God that remembers. And we thank you for remembering us. And we love you, Lord. We love you so much. Help us to identify when you are loving us through people. Like how you love Hannah through Akina, And how you love Rachel through Jacob. Help us to identify your love through the people that you grace us to be in our lives. And so we thank you. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.
so I hope you had a great time with me today. I thought it was going to be a short message, but I don't think it was. However, this was the message that God wanted to say. Um, you know, when God is speaking, he's still speaking. I'm still speaking. If he stops speaking, I'm done speaking. So I hope that this blessed you. If, if you want to send it to somebody else, please do remember to walk in faith. Okay. Whatever God is telling you to go get, go get it. If you're a woman that's waiting for God to bless you with a child, walk in faith. Go get some clothes and a stroller or something, you know, just tell the Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing myself. I don't know how long you're going to do it, but I believe it that you remember me. Okay. So go tell the Lord that and pray about it and just walk in faith. Expectation is important in prayer. Uh, it's part of having a powerful and effective prayer. Also, I want to extend salvation to somebody that needs salvation. Uh, before I do that, all the songs that I played, you can go and look it up on YouTube. These are just songs that I, I do not own. I use it to, to edify you and to uh, go with what God is saying during this time uh, of teaching and reading the Bible. Uh, you can go on YouTube, Pandora, wherever you get music and go get it. These are anointed men and women of God that knows how to worship. Okay, uh, So I want to extend salvation. If you want to give your life to the Lord, uh, there's a moment for you to do that. It's important to go into 2023 in the right way. Like I said, it rains on the just and on, on the unjust, right? If you find yourself in the unjust category, it's okay. We've all been there. Before we, before, before we found ourselves in the just category, we were also unjust, like myself, okay? So, um... You are not out of the blue. It's all good. But now that you know that God can welcome you and love on you and show you his grace and just show you that he can be a God in your life, like how he was a God in Hannah's life. And he can remember you and bring your, your deepest woes and your deepest prayers into reality. He can do the same for you. Okay. He wants to have a relationship with you. Like Hannah had a relationship with God. She knew how to let God know how she truly felt. And the best person that you can let them you can let know how you truly feel is the Lord. He's always listening. His ears are open to the righteous. Okay? And so I want to lead you in prayer. If you want to give your life to the Lord, this is a great time, especially during Christmas, about Jesus Christ, about uh walking into the the, the new year. With a new vision, with a new you, right? The old man is going to pass away. 2022 is going to be an old man. It's going to be in the past, in a couple weeks. And so I want to extend salvation to you. If you want to give your life to the Lord, I want you to say this after me. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your presence here. I thank you for being the God that is God, that, that is above all gods, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. I know that you allowed your son, Jesus Christ, to come on earth as the word in flesh, and he died on the cross. On the third day, he rose up. I understand that, Lord, I'm a sinner. I have sinned against you, your word, your people. I have done a lot, a lot of things that are not pleasing to you. But one thing that I know is that I can always come back and run to you because your arms are always wide open for my embrace. And so, Lord, I come to you right now. And I give you a big hug. And I ask you 
to forgive me for all my sins, things I've done, all that I've done, the things I don't even know about. I ask you to wipe away all my sins with the blood of Jesus. And Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to take control of my life. I ask you to be my master, to be my leader, to help me in this life that I live in. I ask you to fill me with the Holy Spirit. I receive the Holy Spirit right now. I stretch out my hands and I ask you, God, Adonai, for you to release your Holy Spirit within me. Let your anointing of the Holy Ghost rest in me. I open my heart to you, Holy Spirit. Come in and dwell inside of me. Fill me completely, every place in me that is empty. Fill it completely from my head to my toes, my body, my mind, my spirit, my soul. Everything is yours, Lord. Fill it completely. I am your vessel and you are my porter. I thank you. I bless you, Lord, and I thank you for loving me, for accepting me as one of your children. The old has passed away. Behold, I am new in Christ, and I walk this journey with you side by side, with you holding my hands as my Father, walking with me, protecting me, guiding me, shielding me, leading me in all my ways from this day going forward. It's in the name of Jesus I do pray. Amen. Alright, so if you if you pray this prayer, welcome. Welcome to the Live with Jesus. Welcome to being a child of God. I see red. I see a red mark. Uh, and that's the Lord saying, He's marked you. Okay, He's marked you with His blood. You are His and He is yours. You are His and He is yours. The enemy cannot touch you. You belong to your father jehovah and he loves you so much he loves you so so much oh he's embracing you right now he loves you let the joy of the lord just rest on you right now um and i want you to find you a church there are churches all over the place that you live ask the lord where he, he wants you ask him for a bible verse ask him for confirmation just ask him, Lord, if, you know, if you want me at this church, when I go, let him preach about this. Or if you want me here, confirm it. He will. Trust me. He will. It's okay to visit different churches and see how it is. And God will speak to you while you're there. All right. So step out and go and visit churches. If you've never been to church, it's a good time to go to a Christmas service. A great time to go to a Christmas service to find out how churches, what church is about, who the church you know leaders are, the pastor is, and all of that, and get to meet family and friends. You can have friends giving with. You can have Christmas parties with. You can do Bible study with. You can have you know devotionals with. You can have a good time with. You can exchange you know encouragement. You can be a brother sister with. Okay, you always have a brother. You always have a sister in Christ in the church, and um, I want you to get a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, go get a Bible. There's a Bible app. Uh, you can download it. Go to your Apple, your Android, wherever you have your phone, wherever you get your apps. Go get it and just download Bible. And you can start reading. You can start reading from John or Matthew. 
okay there's a uh, a show a christian show called the chosen it's a um, it's a christian movie a series and they, they literally portray bible characters and you know that these bible characters are, were actually people that lived like you and i many 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 years ago they lived like you and i lived right and so they were true human beings they were actual people but we read about them because they lived before us and we learn from them right we learn how they interacted with god how they they, they deal with certain things so the bible is a, a whole lot of resources that you can literally learn from so whatever situation you are in you can always find how to handle it in the word of god so it's like a manual literally it's like a life manual that you can literally use to help you with your own personal life and it has blessed me tremendously so i hope that it blesses you go if you want to get a physical bible that's a great way to also get a bible you can go to walmart target wherever you you get you know things you can order it from amazon wherever you get bibles you can go get new king james bible niv there are different translations but if you're new to christianity you can get the amplified version or the niv version uh if you want to get the new king james version or the king james version wherever the whatever the you felt led to do uh, you can you can get it but i would say that if you're new to christ and if you're new to the bible the amplified version or the NIV version is mostly something that is easier to understand and to read. And as you go on, you know, other translations that might be a little bit more um, harder to understand could be uh, eye-opening for you. But it says the same um, words. Most most of the translation go off of the King James Version. That's the main trans- translation. But because um, there are people who are babes in Christ, they want to be able to understand what they're saying. Because the Bible is um, it's a message with, within a message. Okay, uh, It has a lot of proverbs. It has a lot of uh, hidden messages. So whenever you're reading the Bible, just pray and say, God, Father, as I read this word, I just want you to just give me revelation. Give me understanding of what I'm reading. Just give me what I need to know, what you're saying in this passage, in this verse, to me and what you're saying, period, right? And he will reveal it to you because it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the spirit of the Lord, right? So I hope you have a blessed rest of your 2023, I mean 2022, I'm already in 2023. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm already there. <laughs> um, but I hope you have the the great time that you need to have for these two weeks. Take time out. Get to know the Lord. Really go in deeper with the Lord in this moment before the year closes. And find yourself in church Christmas or Christmas Eve uh, and also um, uh, New Year's, right? And go out of 2022 knowing that God is by your side and God remember you. God remembered you and you are victorious. Your Samuel is here. Love you all so much. Share this with your family, your friends, anyone that needs to hear this message that will encourage them. 
Thank you so much. If you want to sow a seed to bless all the times that you've heard me minister, you can do that. Uh, you can you can go on Cash App. Uh, it's S O R Ministry. So you can you can Cash App S O R Ministry, and that is uh, Sisters of Ruth Ministry. Okay, so S O R Ministry. You can sow whatever it is that you felt led to sow, and I thank you so much for blessing this ministry and what God is doing. Love you all. Have a blessed Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year to you. And remember, put the Mary in Merry Christmas. And put the Christ in Merry Christmas. And put the new in New Year. And put the happy in Happy New Year. You have a blessed rest of your day. Thank you so much. All right, so the songs that I played today is Cabo, which means Welcome, by Donsin Oyakan. And then I played um, Gratitude by Brandon Lake, which the Holy Spirit reminded me what his name was. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. And then I played Mary Did You Know by Maverick City. Um, and then I played Ch uh, Maverick City Chandler Moore. Um, Mary, did you know? And then I played song by Natalia um, Bassi, which is basically um, Son of God, We Lift You High. The Son of God is Lifted High by Nathaniel Bassi. So I want you to go to your musical places that you get music and go find these amazing songs that God led me to share here. I don't own the songs. I'm just sharing it to bless you all and to expose you to more prophetic, anointed songs that you can really implement into your prayer life as well. All right. Have a blessed day. Be fruitful and multiply in Jesus' name.